Hi, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And this is The Travel Bros. So today, Aaron and I have one of our favorite episodes that we have ever done. It's not my favorite. I still prefer the ones with the guests, but it's one of our favorites. And mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about how to save money going on vacations. So before we start, I just want to say that it can be really far to look up hard to look up how to save money while traveling, you know, all this stuff. We're going to make it easy for you. Just listen to our one podcast episode and we're going to make it easy to save lots and lots of money when you travel. So we're going to start off with our fun fact for today. The largest cruise in the world is Symphony of the Seas. Symphony is in the Oasis class of cruise ships and this class of cruises is so big that it has different neighborhoods within the ship. These include the boardwalk, where they have the carousel, the aqua theater, the rock climbing wall, and Central Park, where they have upscale stores, and the bar that goes up from the Royal Promenade to Central Park goes up at Central Park. Wow, Aaron, what do you think of the fun fact? That is crazy that within one cruise can have different neighborhoods. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I think it's awesome how one cruise can have several different neighborhoods. It just proves how big cruise ships are nowadays, and I think in future, in the future, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian are going to have even bigger cruise ships. Uh, they're going to constantly be creating new neighborhoods that are going to be cooler every single time. Um, but David, I honestly think the Central Park area is one of the coolest parts of any cruise ship because of it actually looks like a park. It's actually really interesting. Do you think, how do you think they actually made the park? Do you think it's real plants or do you think it's like plastic? What do you think about that? I don't know if it's real or plastic, but like you said, they actually do it in the middle of like the ship and down. So it feels like a park versus like the boardwalk. When you go out and look forward, you see the ocean. That's not the case in Central Park. You go in, all around you is just stores and like trees and everything. So you actually feel like in a park. You don't feel like you're on a cruise, which is crazy. Um, it's awesome. So let's just start off with the episode today. Let's start off with airlines, how to save money with airlines. Okay, so some people may have positive things to say about the miles slash reward systems, and some people may have negative things to say. I have both. So in many cases, airlines reward systems are just a way of marketing and are useless. However, if you fly the same airline or airlines, you can actually accumulate these miles or points that may be used. Um, In many cases, you can use your miles and points to get free upgrades or flights. Now, this may seem kind of obvious. Okay, obviously, you just use your miles, but it's really not. Miles or points can be a game changer for you. you, um, So, for example, I told Aaron about this story. Um, A couple months ago, we flew to Cancun, obviously, before a coronavirus. And I clicked, you know, like for those of you who have Starbucks, how you click, oh, if you click on this button, you get 40 more stars, 58 bonus stars. Well, I did that kind of thing. The only difference is that it was for an actual airline. So it's kind of funny. Going from on United Airlines from Houston to Cancun, I got like 950 miles. But just for clicking that one button, I got 4,000 bonus miles. Think about it. It's like 1,100 miles to LA, 950 miles to Cancun, around 1,100 to Miami. And I got 4,000 extra ones just for clicking on that button. So that's equivalent to me going from LA back, LA and back, just from clicking a button. I think that's crazy, Aaron. Yeah, that's awesome. I think 
any time that you can get a special deal where you get bonus stars, bonus miles, bonus points, you should definitely take advantage of that. It's there for a reason. And anybody who wants to save money, I think that's a great tip, like David said. Um, I think any in any circumstance, you can save money from just doing that one simple thing, which is pressing a button. And I think that's awesome. But something that's actually kind of in a different direction than airlines is cruise lines. Now, cruise lines offer deals on drink packages or meal packages, but for people who um, have the right tricks, you can save money and get the same features. If you book your cruise months in advance, you get a higher chance of getting a drink package for a large percentage off or a discount. The best way to get discounted drink or a meal package is to constantly check on your booking to see if new deals come up. For people who have suites on Royal Caribbean, they have access to the concierge and diamond club at sea and can take advantage of their happy hour, which provides free unlimited drinks and snacks. Something David and I did on Anthem of the Seas was we grabbed cans of soda during the happy hour and we left it in our fridge for another meal or another day, which is actually, it's a really smart trick David's mom uh, taught us, which is she basically got a few cans of Coke, she brought it back to their room, and she put it oh, in yeah, the fridge. I remember. Yeah, that, that, awesome. that was awesome, Aaron. I, I, I mean, brings back so many memories. Remember on Anthem of the Seas, we would be doing something, and we'd be like, Aaron, in 10 minutes, it's our happy hour, let's go up. We really, oh, there were, there were also chocolate-covered strawberries. Let me tell you, those are the <laughs> best chocolate-covered strawberries I've had in my life. They were amazing. We would just eat, we would like break like, Imagine like eating terribly. We would do that for like one hour a day and it was just awesome. I, that, that brings back awesome memories. What about, wow. Yeah, I, I loved that uh, happy hour. It really made me gain quite a few pounds, but it, at the end, you know, it was worth, it was it. worth it. It's a cruise ship. You got to take advantage of it. You got to treat yourself. So yeah. in reality, yeah. But as I was saying before, if you ever get a suite and you have the happy hour on Royal Caribbean, do exact not, I've never seen anybody that's done it. So I think we were some of the first people to do it, but yeah, take advantage of it. Grab, ask them for soda cans to go, then just bring it back to your room and you can pull it out whichever meal you go to. Because if you don't have a drink package on Royal Caribbean, um, you do not, it, it costs extra at a one restaurant. More thing. And one more thing before we move on. I want to say it's totally allowed. It's not like we did something like wrong or against the rules. Mm-hmm. They're totally fine with it. So not only are you allowed to do it, but it's a great way to save a lot of money because keep in mind, each soda can can cost upwards of like, what, $2? Yeah. So if you take four, that can save you like six bucks. It's a lot of money. Exactly. So moving on, believe it or not, Norwegian Cruise Line has an even better deal than Royal Caribbean. So on Royal Caribbean, if you stay in a suite, you get happy hour for like, probably an hour and a half or two hours once a day. However, if you go in the Haven on Norwegian, which is the equivalent to a suite on uh, Royal Caribbean, multiple people, I think that's two people per room, get unlimited alcohol. Um, Norwegian and just drinks in general. Norwegian actually recently added a new level of alcohol, um, which is the very top level that Uh, the Haven actually doesn't include, but it doesn't matter. The only difference between what you get and the new level is that the new level includes fancy drinks, like drinks that would cost 75 or a hundred dollars per cup, which I think is a total waste of money for when I turn 21, I'm not going to spend my money a hundred dollars for a cup of like cup of alcohol. I think that's terrible. Um, 
I think it's but, awesome how you can get with the Haven, you can get free drinks. That's something Royal Caribbean hasn't done. So, yeah. So what I'm going to talk to you about now is actually hotels. So there's two main things that I have to say about hotels. The obvious thing is the reward system, like airlines. The more you stay with a certain hotel, the better the perks you have, such as free Wi-Fi or free drinks. But the not obvious thing is that, that, you don't actually, that most people don't think about is to just ask for an upgrade. In many cases, there's, they'll say that there's not one available or it costs extra money. However, in some cases, they're actually able to upgrade your room either for free or for a very cheap price. So for example, one time we were at a hotel and we didn't end up upgrading because we didn't think it was necessary. But they, for example, offered us a decent upgrade for only like $20 more per night, which is not a lot. Most times when you ask for an upgrade, if they say it's available, they'll be like, oh yeah, it's $350 more, something like that per night, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you ever get an opportunity to spend 10 or $15 extra, and you're actually going to be in your room a lot, I would recommend doing it. Now, if you're not going to be in your room a lot, that's a different story. But if you are, just consider upgrading. David, you were completely right. But I think some a circumstance where you should definitely get upgrade and try to get a nicer room is, like you said, when you're in your room a lot. But the case where that's very common is on a cruise ship cruise, yeah. because you're always in your room. Not always, because there's a ton of activities on in your crew, uh, like on the cruise that you're on. But you're in your room way more than if you're in like a way more than if you're at like a hotel or something than any other type of vacation. So if you want to treat yourself and get a nice room on any type of vacation, and I think I could honestly promise you, you would enjoy it the most on a cruise. So I'm also say, cruises have small rooms. So I'm just going to say something. Um, number one, I could not agree with you more, Aaron, on cruise ships. And I think we've mentioned this also in past episodes. Cruise ships are the type of vacation where you stay in your room a lot. Although, as you said, there there is a lot to do. But the one negative about it is with cruise ships, it's very, 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 very rare to just go in and ask for an upgrade. You actually have to book your room like when you book the cruise. And it's very rare to change rooms after you get on the vessel. So... It doesn't really apply to asking for an upgrade when you get on. But yeah, Aaron is right. If you do want to treat yourself, I would recommend booking a nicer room ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But actually something that's um, very similar to cruise ships are resorts. And resorts that are located in tropical or coastal regions are great for a number of reasons. Um, They're generally not as crowded. They have amazing scenery. And they have so many activities that you wouldn't be able to do at home. Now, something that is that so many people say that is not true is don't book your activities through your resort. And that's not true at all. Resorts generally have plenty of activities and places that you can book through them that are just as good as any other seller that offers you activities or anything else that you will book. But the main reason I encourage you to book activities through your resort is because you can get credit with the resort that you are booking with, which can save you a lot of money. Like David said earlier, miles and rewards save you money. Another reason I think you should book with your resort is because they generally have activities that will keep you safe if you are in a dangerous place or a dangerous country. The type of vacation that I wouldn't necessarily encourage you to book through a resort um, are cruises because they generally don't have as many planned activities that you can book through the cruise itself, but land resorts are great to book activities through. 
Yeah, you're right. So like on cruises, when you get off, like in Cozumel or Mexico or any country you go to, whether that's in Europe and really anywhere, um, there have excursions. And I agree with you, Aaron. Cruise ships are like actually, in my opinion, the only type of vacation where I don't think it matters at all. Like, for example, when we've been on a cruise, including actually Aaron and me, it doesn't matter. You could either book something with your cruise, which is totally awesome, great, or you could book something on your own that has that totally separate for the cruise, which is also great. And those things generally aren't hard to find. Um, for example, when you book a cruise and you want to do it through your ship, if you go on excursions on either Royal Caribbean or Norwegian or Carnival, they show a list of excursions you can book. So it's very easy to book excursions and it's not hard. Um, so something else that I want to talk about that you probably didn't think that we would even mention in this episode is rental cars. Now, rental cars are generally not that expensive, so that's not to say they're cheap. However, for the most part, they're really not that bad. However, there are trip tricks to save even more on rental cars. For example, if you have Costco, which I know there's a good chance you do, they actually have a way of booking rental cars for a very cheap price through them. Costco is a good way to save money on really anything from gas to vacations. So if you have Costco, I would highly recommend taking a look at it uh, to help you save money while you're vacationing. And hey, even if you don't have Costco, who knows, you might, might want to look into mm -hmm. it, especially if, you're an, if you are an avid vacationer, because Costco really can help save a lot of money. As I said, on anything from gas to vacations, Costco has amazing rewards programs that help you with a lot of things. Well, that's awesome. I've actually, I know there's so many ways and so many different apps and programs that can save you money on vacations, but I didn't know that there was a way to save money on rental cars, which is really interesting to me yeah. because I know for a lot of people, rental cars are a very important part of a vacation because in, if you're not necessarily in a big city that has a lot of Ubers or taxis, you definitely need a rental car, which is yeah. really important. It can, rental car is, in my opinion, is the best way to explore or go around a small town or a small city. But if you're in a large city, such as New York or um, LA or Vegas or Chicago, I'd recommend just taking Ubers or taxis because generally you won't need a rental car as much. Maybe Chicago, you could get a rental car, but in any other large city, that is similar, I think you should definitely use Ubers or taxis because they're there for a reason. And uh, I don't think that you're going to need to have a rental car in those types of cities. But if you ever, yeah, if you ever take a vacation in a big city, there are some great tips that can keep you entertained and safe that will save you money. Most big cities have their share of bad neighborhoods and good neighborhoods. So make sure your destin um, make sure um, that your destination is safe. So research your destination before you go to be um, to be certain whether or not that it has good neighborhoods that you're going to be traveling to. So make sure to do research on your destination, as I just said, and it'll make you 100% certain whether you should go or not because that can be a whole game changer. Large mistakes that tourists make in big cities is taking sightseeing buses. The reason it is not a good alternative to seeing the city is because you don't actually do anything other than sit and listen to your guide. But if you really want to do activities, you could go to the location with a group um, that will actually enter into the building or the location, or you can go by yourself. 
many tour bus companies trick you into thinking that you will do the activities, but you just pass by them without going uh, off. If you do book a bus, make sure that is a hop on or hop off bus, which is a good way to ensure that you're actually gonna get to go inside the location and do the activity with the rest of your group. David, do you think it should be, do you think you should generally, what would you do? Would you take a bus, like a hop on or a hop off, or would you go with yourself by yourself, or would you go with your family, something like that? What alternative would you take? Well, I would either go by myself or with my family, or I would do a hop on off, hop off bus because those are really fun versus mm -hmm. just sitting on a bus and listening to your tour guide. Hop on hop off hop off buses. Sorry, it's such a tongue twister. Take you to different locations. You get on or you get off and you actually get to not only listen to your tour guide and learn, but see it for yourself. And hop on hop off buses are in many major cities. For example, uh, ma any major city pretty much they're in. So you don't need to really worry about um, finding them. Even in Mexico and other countries, I believe that they have, have hop on, hop off, hop off buses. Now, this is probably my favorite thing that I have to say in this entire episode. So many cities offer city cards where you're able to do many things and see many amazing things in the city you're in for a major discounted price. For example, in Houston, this is called the City Pass. Now, for an adult, this has a value of $122, but only costs $64. For only $64, you will be able to get ready. It's a lot. Go to Space Center Houston, the Downtown Aquarium, and the Houston Museum of Natural Science. You will wow. also get a choice to go to the Houston Zoo or the Museum of Fine Arts. Both are incredible and super famous, by the way. Um, but wait, I'm not even done. You'll also get the choice of going to Kima Boardwalk, a really fun boardwalk with lots of rides and lots of fun things to do or the Children's Museum of Houston. All of this for oh. only $64. Oh, and wait, it's only $54 for a child and it's worth 94. So that's very cheap price. You get a lot to do. It's awesome. What do you think, Erin? I, I completely agree. When you have those options, whether you should do the, uh, what was the option? You get to do Museum of Fine Arts or what was uh, the, the other Houston option? Zoo. Houston Zoo. That's it, that's it. I'd recommend if once you get that option, you should definitely take the Houston Zoo because the zoo kids. is, in my opinion, the very best part of Houston. Like David said, it's more entertaining for kids, but I think a lot of adults go there just to see all the animals. And Houston actually is one of the best zoos in the entire United States, which is really interesting because it's really hot all year round, so Houston has to do so many, so much stuff in order to make sure that their animals don't overheat. And we have so many awesome animals at our zoo and so many paths that you can take through and activities. We even have an aquarium at our zoo, which you can go under and you can see a bunch of fish and you can see sharks, which is awesome. We also have a kind of a train, a mini train that goes around the zoo and Herman Park, which is also really cool. I just so, feel David, the need. You, oh, I'm I just, sorry, yeah? Oh, I just feel the need to say something. I do not disagree with you at all. 
and I still would probably lean towards the zoo over the Museum of Nat uh, of what's it called Fine Arts. I don't disagree, but I do feel the need to say that the Museum of Fine Arts, which is the alternative to the Houston Zoo, is one of the most famous and best fine arts museums in the world. So even though I would personally probably still go with the zoo, I'm not trying to discourage you from doing that. I just feel the need to say that the Museum of Fine Arts is very famous and amazing. So it's not just some like terrible museum that you would get in a random city. It's really good. Yeah, um, actually, David, you're completely right. And it's so good. It's such a good museum that my grandparents actually have an unlimited membership there because they go there so often because my grandma, she's an artist. She paints a lot. She doesn't necessarily do sculptures, but she likes to paint and see a lot of beautiful artwork. And so my grandpa also really appreciates art and they bought an unlimited pass so they can go whenever they want. They just pay a I don't know whether it's a yearly or a monthly subscription, like a monthly payment to the museum, but it, they really enjoy it. And as you said, David, it is one of the top museums in the entire United States. I think even the world, but yeah. it's also the reason that they don't get bored of it is because it's so good that it constantly keeps uh, adding in new artwork. It, it, doesn't stay the same the entire time. They keep adding in new artwork, which keeps it interesting for people like my grandparents who like to go every week. And Aaron, before you end off this podcast episode by saying uh, another way of saving money, I just want to say that something that makes uh, Houston unique versus other cities that are even bigger than Houston, such as New York, um, is that many cities such as New York and Chicago have like museums. But Houston not only has museums, but they have an area called the Museum District where pretty much, not all, but a lot of the museums in Houston are located within the Museum District. So rather than just museums spreading out in random areas of Houston, it's kind of like a set zone where all the museums are, which I think is really cool. I think that's really cool also. But the actually for the very last part of our episode for people who really really want to save money there's an alternative that may be annoying to some the alternative is subscribing to email discount lists so whenever you subscribe to an email list you get sent an email when uh whenever there is a drop in price or discount on an activity the reason that this can be annoying for some people is because in most cases you get several emails per day, which can fill up your inbox. And I find that annoying. If you get emailed on, if you would like to get emailed on great deals, you can take our survey that we're going to be putting out tomorrow, one day after our survey, June 4th, 2020, which is going to be, yeah, one day after this episode is released. All you will need to do is enter your email so we can email you um, when there's a drop in price or a deal on whichever thing you ask us to check on. And you can, honestly, you won't get your inbox spammed with like 30 things per day. You're just going to get maybe one or two things every week if we find something and it's not going to be annoying, we can promise. And if you want us to just stop emailing you, all you have to do is email us and say, um, email us and say, thank you so much, but I'm done with my subscription to the email thing. You've, if you found your deal or whatever you need. And so, so yeah, we'll make sure to not annoy you if you, uh, sign up with our survey again, it will be posted tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be posted tomorrow and to enter, you only have to email us and I'll repeat this email twice. Dave and Aaron, that's D A V E N 
A-A-R-O-N, 456 at gmail.com. And it's not going to be annoying. We're only going to email you once or twice a week. Um, and again, and I'm guys, be creating a survey and posting the link on our, um, on our podcast page. Okay. So you can just click on the survey. It'll take you two minutes at most. And you're just going to click submit when you're done. And again, email us if you want us finish and you're done. Yeah. So again, guys, um, until next time, this was the travel bros.